Okay, so tonight, Bezras Hashem, we're continuing with our series of entering into the Sea of Wisdom. And Baruch Hashem, this week, which is the first week in about three weeks, we're Zolcha to have the teachings that were given over by the Rebbe in Parshas Vayigash of this year, Tavshin Pei Aleph. So we're talking um, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, that these were the conversations, these were the words of Torah that the Rebbe was giving over at his Friday night Suda. So again, the goal is to kind of live with the times, as the Balatanya taught us, and to encounter the teachings of the tzaddik as we encounter our own lives, and to live with the remarkable belief that we live kind of at the same point as certain tzaddikim live in this world. And, um, and to realize that the Divrei Torah being drawn down from the same air that we're breathing um, offers just a little bit more of an intensity to the teachings. So to be machdim a little bit about what the Rebbe was basing this teaching on, and again, this is a sugya koleles, and it's an idea that runs through the Rebbe's writings, um, uniquely so. But what we're going to be talking about is the idea of reshad lo isyada, something called the unknowable head, or the unknown head, radla, as it's referred to in the writings of the Rebbe and in the writings of the Mikubalim. And for our purposes, we have to understand that Reisha Lois Yadda represents the loftiest point upon the chain of order of the worlds and the spheros that as human beings we could possibly conceive of. It's the Keser of all Kesarim. It's the highest point of Atik Yoimin. These phrases don't have to mean anything to you other than the fact that Reisha Lois Yadda or Radla represents the highest point upon the ladder of spirituality that a human being can grasp. Which is why, as the Zohar HaKadosh describes it in the Idra Rabbah and the Idra Zuta, it is referred to as the unknowable head, the head that cannot be known, implying that the only relationship we have with this concept of Radla, or Reisha Delois Yada, is that we know it exists, but we don't know exactly its true nature. Just like the Rambam, whose yard site I believe it is tonight, would teach us that at best, what we're capable of describing about HaKadosh Baruch Hu is what we can't say. The Rambam wasn't silent, though. The Rambam was saying that we can't ultimately say what a Kaddish Baruch Hu is. He was speaking about what can't be spoken about. And that is the idea of Radla, Eresha Dolores Yadda, that unknowable head that a person is Zaychatu, and that the Rebbe, more than any other tzaddik, aside from the Kamarna Rebbe, in certain elements, nobody in the history of Judaism, I feel safe enough to say, has spoken about Radla, Reisha Lois Yadda, more than Ravit Shemaya Morgenstern. So the thing about Radla is that there's a paradox inherent within it. Typically speaking, there's two main modes of experiencing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's the Bechina of Chachma, and there's the Bechina of Bina, wisdom and understanding. Chachma represents Chesed, and the all-encompassing light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where a person is so overwhelmed by the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light that they nullify themselves completely. They have no sense of self. And then there's the aspect of Bina, which is where a person has a sense of self. Yes, I know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu exists, but I still exist. These two polarities, these two modes of experiencing HaKadosh Baruch Hu either by way of Chachma, which is where I nullify myself and I realize that I am absolutely nothing in the face of the infinite and annihilating light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And on the other hand, on the left side, there's going to be the aspect of Bina, where I sense myself 
I recognize that I have an individualized identity. I am a subject with likes and dislikes and feelings and fears. Yet nevertheless, I nullify myself to the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As opposed to Chachma, which is Ayin, which is nothing, which is the annihilating light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Bina is referred to as Ani, as I. Now, typically speaking, these two modes of experience represent two contradictory ways of experiencing the world and everything in it. Either I sense myself as a subject in the world, or I'm only aware of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinite light. I stop engaging in the things that I would need to do for my own subjective progress in life. And one takes place at one time and the other takes place at the other time. And there's a stira between them. Now, the level of Reisha Delois Yada in its paradoxical formulation is the place where Ani and Ayin operate at once, where those two ideas of Chachma and Bina, something and nothing, being absolutely an individual with my own likes and my dislikes and my emotions and my anxiety and recognizing that I live in a world where HaKadosh Baruch Hu has created things, and on the other hand, at the same moment, recognizing that there is nothing but HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence and that every act of Bechira that I engage in or self-motivation is really just another expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light. At that level of Reishad Lois Yada, there's an impossible dance between these two elements operating at once, Ani and Ayin, Ani and Ayin, I and nothing, me and nothing, me and nothing. And it's a back and forth at every single moment. Now, when it comes to David Malka Mashiach, when it comes to David Amelech, and this is really the stira that the Rebbe opens up this teaching with, typically speaking, we find that David Amelech is associated with severity. David Amelech is associated with gvura, with limitation, with being a broken person, with wandering around the world without any direction, not knowing where to go. And he's identified as that place of Bina, as that place where I feel that I am an Ani, I feel that I have a subjectivity and I can't find HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world. That experience of Bina is associated with the Neshama of Kayin, which is severe, murderous, desiring acquisitions, Kinyanim in this world, as opposed to the experience of Chachma or nothing, which is the experience of Hevel, of living with breath without desire to connect to things. And so what the Rebbe is pointing out is that on the one hand, we find very often by David Malka Mashiach, by David Amelech, a deep association with the midos of Gevura and Bina and Ani, a sense of I. Yet on the other hand, we see that David Amelech nullified himself in the greatest level possible. He lived with complete self-nullification. So what the Rebbe is going to answer the response to this apparent paradox at the heart of David Amelech's experience is a really important teaching when it comes to understanding Reisha Delois Yada. And the Rebbe says as follows, he says that at the level of Reisha Delois Yada, at that level of Radla, a person is both experiencing themselves, their own subjectivity, their awareness of themselves. And that includes finding Hashem within the darkness and our own personal experiences and our emotions in limitation and constriction. But at the same point, it includes the ayin within it. It includes chachma within it, which is self-nullification, which is the awareness that I am not in control, 
that I am truly powerless and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running everything. Now, a person might come to think that at that lofty level of Reisha Yada, where Ani and Ayin are operating in unison, so a person might think that Gevuros become the most important element, that the sense of self, that the sense of finding Hashem in limitation is the most important. And that at that level, we can say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, here we are, we found you in darkness. And darkness is the highest level of experiencing Hashem. Or that limitation is the highest level of experiencing Hashem. And what the Rebbe is pointing out is that chas v'shalom, that even though at the level of Reisha below Isyada, a person ascends with their subjectivity and all of the synonyms that are associated with subjectivity, including severity, anxiety, brokenness, self-consciousness, selfishness, limitation, et cetera, et cetera. Nevertheless, a person should never think that that becomes the ikker or that that becomes the essential mode of experiencing Hashem because the moment we feel that sense of self, we have to remember that in truth, all there is is ayin. And we have to nullify ourselves once again immediately to the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That no matter how important and significant it is to recognize that serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu with our bodies and our emotions and our subjectivity is of utmost importance, nevertheless, it is very dangerous to think that that is the most important because that is only a vessel to reveal an even deeper light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinitude. And it's an infinite process. I experience myself, and then I remember that all there is is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then I experience myself again, and then I remember that all there is is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And what the Rebbe is saying is that even though we find by David HaMelech that there's an emphasis on the self and severity and difficulty and anxiety and darkness and the value of finding HaKadosh Baruch Hu there, nevertheless, we can never forget that the ultimate purpose is surrendering ourselves to the annihilating presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light, and that remains the ikker. And the Rebbe adds one more yediyah here. Typically speaking, according to the Zohar HaKadosh, and it's explicit in the writings of the Leshem, and the writings of Rabbi Nachman, and the writings of the Kilas Yaakov, that the idea of ani and ayin, or ani, which is bina and separation, or ayin, which is chachma and unity, both of which dance together at the level of Kesar and Reshad Lois Yada. The level of Chachma of self-nullification is associated with Kesef, with silver, from the language of Kisufin, of desire, perpetually yearning to reach something higher than ourselves, as opposed to Gevura and Bina, which is associated with Zahav or gold. Now, typically speaking, Zahav, gold, although it is more valuable than silver, it is a lot less available than silver, highlighting the fact that the ever-present reality is that of silver, which is what we engage in. It's our kisufin, it's our desire. That is the self-nullification in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the level of Chachma. And then there's Zahav, which is severity, which is burning with intensity, which is associated with Yitzchak and separation. And we're told in the Zohar HaKadosh that in the future, Zahav is going to become more valuable than Kesef. Because Gevuros are going to show themselves to be more valuable than Hasadim. And the sense of I is going to be more valuable, so to speak, than the sense of Ayin. But what the Rebbe is saying is that, like we said, it's very important to remember 
that even though ani and separation and all of those elements are very important in our experience, nevertheless, the only way to move forward is to remember every second the all-annihilating light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and to realize that even our Bechira is a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if we forget that, then we just serve the Ani, then we get stuck in that Avoy Zara. And this is what the Rebbe is coming to answer in the teaching that we're going to look at now. This is going to be from this week in Lukute Divrei Lekem Chaim from Parshas Veigas Tavshin Aleph. Ubaze Piresh Meirenu and this is what the Rebbe explained with regards to Ha Isa Bezayra Kadosh, that which is written in the Zohar, in the first Chelek and Sefer Bereshis on Dafresh Nun Amud Aleph, on page 250, the first Amud. And it's also brought down in the Tzemach Sedek in Or HaToyra Parshas Miketz Daf Tav Tav Shin Hei, in page 1105, uh, 1, something that's unique to like the writings of the Chabad Sadikim, they go that far. That Shlomo HaMelech made a mistake when he made the entire Beis HaMikdash out of gold, out of this idea of Gevura, of Ani, of Bina, of subjectivity. And what he really should have done is made half of it silver and half of it gold based on the language in Bavabasar Daf Ayin Hei what does this mean? What was the mistake of Shlomo Melech? Hainu, mikesef v'zahav yachad v'lo rak mizahav. He should have made the Beis HaMikdash out of gold and silver together, and not only from gold. Ubemakam acher kasavnu habiyur bazeh, and elsewhere we've explained this point. Shesavar Shlomo Melech alev hashalom, that Shlomo Melech thought, shehayos hu merkava el hamalchus, that because I represent the nature of Malchus, like my father, David Malka Mashicha, because I represent this level of Gvuros Kedoshim, of the ability to find myself, to engage with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with all of my limitation and my subjectivity and my difficulty and my struggle, because I was able to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu there, then perhaps that's the Iker, Imkein Yesh Livnos Kol Beis HaMikdash, Kulo Mezahav, then the main goal is to recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is found in Zahav, is found in Ani, is found in Gevuros. Shehu Bebechinas Gevuros Kedoshos, which is the aspect of sanctified severity, of taking subjectivity and limitation and elevating it back up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which are in truth Na'alos Mehakesef Shehu Bechinas Chasadim, which in truth, on a certain level, this idea of finding Hashem in darkness, finding Hashem in severity, finding Hashem in subjectivity and anxiety is of a higher level than finding Hashem in absolute infinity of Chachma. Nevertheless, ach be'emes, lo haya adayin shlomo ha-melech bedargas ha-malchus ha But in truth, David ha-melech had not yet reached that true understanding of reshed lo'as yada, which is the recognition that the main goal is ultimately kisufin. The main goal is to move through our experience of self, to allow the ani, which we bring up to Hashem, to become a vessel to reveal an even loftier level of ayin. And that was his mistake. Shlomo Melech thought that the main thing is to serve Hashem with zahav, is to find Hashem in the darkness and to find Hashem in our severity and our difficulty. 
But in truth, the main goal is to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Hashem's presence, where Hashem nullifies everything. And our human experience is meant to just make it more intense. And every moment of subjectivity of coming closer to Hashem, in the next moment, we have to recognize that all there is is Hashem. And then we have to remember ourselves, and then we have to remember all there is is Hashem again. And that has to happen infinitively, because that's the way we bring the Tainug into Yichud. Otherwise, it becomes boring. And this is the Rebbe continues, and he says, He hadn't yet reached the true understanding of Reshad Lois Yada, but all he understood was the level of Chachma. All he understood was what it meant to nullify himself. And therefore, he was meant to make the Beis HaMikdash also from Kesef. He had to include Kesef into the Beis HaMikdash. Just like Yosef HaTzadik, Shehishtamesh Begviyas HaKesef. Just like we find by Yosef HaTzadik, who was mevatel himself completely. He found himself in Mitzrayim, in the bore, in the darkness. And he found HaKadosh Baruch Hu there in the darkness. And Yosef HaTzadik could have assumed that the entire avoda is to serve Hashem with a sense of self. But in truth, the main goal is to bring the self and nullify it once again. To create a unity between Kesef and Zahav to allow chasadim and gvuros to work together. Now what it means on a practical level is that sometimes a person can learn the words of tzaddikim and they think that, okay, the main thing is to believe in Hashem in a world of darkness, is to see through the darkness, is to see through difficulty, is to see through the concealment of the concealment of the darkness that is doubled over itself or the fact that our tzaddikim tell us that this world is found within the belly of the snake itself. And sometimes a person's avodah Hashem can become self-worship. A person might think that the main thing is to look at darkness and say, ah, oh, Hashem, you're here also. But we have to remember that ultimately the goal is to take all of that darkness and allow it to become a vessel where we can nullify ourselves once again when we say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. The Iker is Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. The Iker is to realize there's nothing but HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Baruch Shein Kavod Malchus which is when I remember that I exist in darkness and concealment, that's never the Iker. That's just a clea to reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a more intense way. That it's important to force the darkness into the light, but it's even more important to remember that the ultimate purpose of the darkness is to transform itself into an even deeper level of light. And not to chas v'shalom get stuck in chayshech itself. Not to chas v'shalom get stuck in talking about difficulty, but rather to recognize that the difficulties itself are just new opportunities for us to encounter HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Be'ezr Sashem, next week we'll see what the Rebbe sends us, we'll see what the Tzaddik has to say, and we'll discuss it then as well, Be'ezr Sashem. <clears throat>